This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. What would you say, um, Sarah, like for the mom who's like, I don't know which one to do. I've, you know, I see in the comments, some saying like they've had a hard time deciding which is the best route. So what, what would your advice be? Well, I see Amy saying like when they're doing time blocking, she slowly gets behind the charter school schedule. So there's a reason why you're progressing slower. Either if your kids are progressing slower, let them progress slower. Like don't push them to be done with the curriculum by a certain time. Like, cause it's kind of all mental game. Like, well, I got to finish the curriculum. I got to keep up, you know, I got to progress them to the next grade. And, you know, that's just not true. <laughs> um, let your kids be where they're at. And, you know, you can always work more like, you know, in the summer when you're taking a little break, you can do a little extra, or, you know, whatever. And I also want to say that, you know, when you saw that hour time block for each, <laughs> that seems crazy town to me to give an hour to each. I would never do that. Um, and <laughs> I <wouldn't. laughs> the mom who made this was a little extra. Um, but <laughs> you know, when you're starting off your kids. So if you've got kids in preschool to kindergarten, I would say that on average, especially preschool, you're going to start with like 10 to 15 minutes a subject. Once you get to kindergarten, you're going to maybe bump it up to like 15, 20 minutes per subject. And, you know, maybe pushing it to a half an hour if you really need to in one subject, but don't try to do that in every subject. That's just too much. You know, my daughter does 10 minutes of reading and she's in first grade. That's like her reading. And then, you know, we have a lesson to get through also, but even asking her to do beyond 10 minutes at this point is just like, even today, she was like, do I have to do 10 minutes? Can I just read one book? I was like, sure. You can just read one book. That's fine. You know, like it's not a, for me, it's not, I'm not hard and fast on a lot of things, but you know, as you progress. So Liz, like you have kids that have gone, you know, through the, through the ages of homeschool. How, how have you seen them progress in time-wise, like what they're capable of doing based on their age? Yeah. A lot of it, you know, depends on the particular child. I have one who she likes learning. She likes doing school. Like she just told me this morning. Yeah. I stayed up late last night working ahead in math because I wanted to, I'm like, okay. Wait, is it your first one? Yep. That's the first one. Another yeah. one who I've literally between meetings today had to go out like between every meeting and been like, what are you doing? Where are you? How's, how's your day going? How's your homeschool going? Oh, it's going. What have you gotten done? 
uh, math. I'm like, it's 1 PM. Like, so, um, for her, it's, um, she actually does really well with the time. Like if I give her a window of time, which I haven't been doing the last couple of weeks, cause it's like, you know, we're just coming back off of Christmas break and I just have been kind of loose. Um, so I probably need to start that back up. Like I'm realizing right now, like we get that back on that with her. Cause she needs that structure. Um, because she is just kind of like a free for all. And she's like, whatever, I'm going to go play for 10 minutes and then 10 minutes turns into an hour. And so, um, and I do have, you know, a nanny who helps, but she's also helping with the four-year-old. So she's, you know, anyway, but what I've seen with both of them, as time goes on, more time is needed because the less a little harder and there's more content to discover. My oldest this year is doing like a hybrid, um, online private school slash homeschool. So there's a trade, like I'm delegating some of the responsibilities of teaching to these teachers who, you know, are grading her work and giving her assignments and all those things. The cost of that is some flexibility. So whereas I might be a little bit more like, oh, you can, we still get to choose. Um, she can work ahead. She can skip a day. She can catch up. Like there's not like certain hours. We're not able to just kind of do whatever, whenever, because she has, it's like an accredited school. So she doesn't have everything turned in by a certain date at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, then she won't get her credits or whatever that we paid for. So she has to, but, um, all that to say when they're little, like if I could go back and have them do less and play more and just like snuggle and read, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's, um, it's so actually when they're little, you kind of get this like excitement, like, Ooh, we get to do school. We get to, and I remember like, so excited, being so excited to start teaching them things that I made it more formal than it needed to be. And I made it probably a little more stressful than it needed to be. And they would have benefited just as much, or maybe even more just by doing like fun activities together and reading together. So if you're reading to them every day and you're giving them some kind of like hands-on thing where they're working on their fine motor skills, they're working on their gross motor skills, they're moving around, they're active, then you're probably winning, (laughs) you know, but, um, yeah, yeah, let's always yeah. remember that. Um, and I would always tell myself this when Emma was in preschool was that, um, like in Europe in Western Europe, where they have some of the highest test scores in the world, they don't even start kids in formal education until age seven. So I always felt like I was ahead. Like if I was doing anything, <laughs> I was already ahead, which took the pressure off to do a lot. And so, yeah we don't, their kids don't need to be reading by age five and can, you know, like there's all this pressure of like, there's these certain marks they have to hit, like take that off yourself and, you know, feel freedom to let your kids progress kind of naturally. Yeah. Um, not be pushing unnecessarily. Yeah. Totally agree. Like Sarah said, try, you can try both ways. You can commit to saying, I'm going to try it this way, this week, and the other way, the following week, and really kind of gauge which one feels easier and lighter to you, which one feels more fun. And you're not married to any of these ways. And you can even kind of work out some kind of like a hybrid of both if you wanted to. Um, There's no wrong way, but just getting into a rhythm really is helpful 
because it builds this like, like almost like a muscle memory. It's really healthy for you and the kids to kind of know what to expect each day and not always be up in the air that, um, especially for a firstborn can be very disruptive mm-hmm. and stressful. So we have a question. What do you recommend for large families? Um, well, I do have a really large family, but I'm not homeschooling all of them. So I don't know if I would totally, I mean, I would for a large family people to be in sync and you're wanting to kind of like, we're all done by a certain time to plan activities around. Um, like if you have two or three kids, it's kind of, you can do the checkoff list and it not cause too much disruption. If you have like four or five, you know, a lot of kids, I would say the time block approach or some kind of a hybrid of the time block approach might add more peace to your day, just so that there's not so many people going in all different directions and at all different speeds, because inevitably the more people you have, the more personality types and the more, so you might have one that's like, you know, like James, I'm getting up early and I'm done with half my school before my mom's even out of bed. And then you might have one who's like a Jaylee and it's like dinner time. And it's like, did did you finish? And she's like, no, I have to go look. I'm not sure. So the more kids you add to the mix, the maybe easier it would be for you as an overseer to have like some kind of a time constraint. Um, but it does depend on your kids and their personalities, but that's what I would, what would you say, Sarah? I would say the same thing, but I would also say that even within the time blocks, you could have a checklist of like, okay, do this first. And then when you're done with that, do like kind of how it was in that little visual you gave, like there was, there was tasks to do. So they knew what to move on to next. And I would definitely need, I personally would need to empower my kids to have responsibility over their own checklist within that time blocking, yeah. because otherwise I'm having to keep track of what everyone's doing. And I want my kids to be responsible for their own education at the end of the day, like with me, like I want to share that responsibility. I want them to be empowered to like you would in college, basically you're responsible mm-hmm. and no one's looking over your shoulder. So I am looking over their shoulder because I'm, a, you know, <laughs> they're little, but I'm starting yeah. young. So that's really, that's something I highly value. So I would have like, you know, okay, from 10 to 10 30, we're doing reading first, you know, we do this. And then for the older kids, like once you're done with that, you move on to this and then you move on to that. And when the timer goes off, we're done with reading and we move on to math because you're going to have some kids that are faster at things and some kids that are slower or at just, you know, lower levels. They can't read on their own yet. Um, Andrea said, can you give us some ideas of what fun looks like for you? We do a lot of sensory breaks, i.e. scooter board, tunnels. Fun to me. I'm fun. <laughs> Fun to me means um, like I'm having fun. They're having fun. Like everyone's kind of getting what they, it's like win wins for everyone. Fun to me does not mean my kids are getting a ton of activities. Fun to me means it's win wins across the board. They're having fun. I'm having fun. um, And everyone's like in a good space. How do you define fun? Yeah, same. Um, You know, fun's different for all of us. Fun for me means, you know, really prioritizing my day. And fun for me is I, by nature, am like, I like to stay up late and sleep in, but I've actually found that trying to combat that a little bit and me getting up before anyone else gives me the most peace throughout my day. So fun for me is like, I'm up before they're up. I've read my Bible. I've had some quiet time before their feet ever hit the ground. And then fun for them is like, 
more frequent breaks and then going a little bit longer over trying to crank it all out in a, in like a lesser amount of time. And for breaks for them could be like making a snack, creating anything in the kitchen. Like my girls just love to like cook and bake and like do anything like that, running outside. Sometimes it would be as simple as like, we're going to, we have a long driveway. It's like a quarter of a mile from our house to our mailbox. So sometimes it would literally be like, we're going to walk to the mailbox and back. And that was fun. Sometimes it's planning activities outside the house with other families or other kids, but art, they love doing art. There's um, like YouTube channels and websites you can go to that give like art lessons for free, like how to draw certain things. Like my girls love doing those kind of things. So yeah, like even today. I was taking a class at 11 o'clock for an hour and then I had to get ready for this live. And then I had the lot, Liz and I got on the zoom at one So I had several things throughout the day that I was, and then I had to make them breakfast and I had to make them lunch. This is all like, and I'm homeschooling. Right. So it sounds a little crazy, but it actually was totally peaceful. And everyone has had a fun day so far because like, while I was doing this, they were doing this part of their homeschool. Cause there's an independent part of everything they do. And then I had a break and it was like, here's my break. You can either take advantage of it right now. And we can do the homeschool that we have to do together, or you can wait till I'm done. Well, I know that all the other kids come home from school at three o'clock and they want to be done. They want to be outside by three o'clock. So, you know, they've had a lot of breaks today. They've watched a little, um, Daniel tiger, <laughs> Okay. Um, Emma watched hairstyling videos on YouTube. James was playing a little game. Like they've done several things in between because we have a, you know, it's basically like, okay, by three, if you're not done, like you're not going outside with the kids. So, you know, Mm -hmm. so we've done a lot of things today that have been about homeschool have been about me. I've worked a little bit, you know, like we're doing, we're juggling a lot of things, but it was all kind of seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't enjoy a lot of things that my kids enjoy. <laughs> like when my kids were toddlers, I didn't like getting on the floor with them and playing with them. Like, just to be honest, like, that's not, I'm not like, I don't like imagination games. I don't like any of those kinds of things. And so I honestly, I didn't do a lot of those kinds of things with my kids. I know that sounds awful. And every mom feels guilty if they're not constantly playing with their kids, but My kids are very, um, you know, we do things together, but I'm not necessarily like playing with them throughout the day. So when I say what's fun, I'm not saying like, and go do this thing that they want to do all the time. Like, yes, you can go do a thing they want to do. And I'll sit there and let my daughter do my hair and I'll give her hairstyles and that's her fun thing. But, you know, fun, I think just means that you're having, you're, you're joyful you're ever, it's a win, win. Everyone's happy, Mm -hmm. including you. Like you get to be happy too. Like you're not constantly like, um, I know a mom right now who's just so struggling because her kids just constantly want her to play with them constantly, constantly, constantly. And, you know, I remember telling my son when, when he was five, like, I cannot, (laughs) and I had this conversation once I cannot be everything for you. Like, that's why Jesus wants to be your best friend. That's why God gave us the Holy spirit. Like I cannot fulfill, I can't do everything with you. Like it's okay to be by yourself, go to your room and go sit and play with your Legos and go ask Jesus what he wants to build with you. (laughs) I love it. You know, like, because I was like trying to make lunch and trying to take care of the little one and trying to do like, Mm -hmm. so that 
that pressure of like, oh, fun means I constantly have to be doing stuff for them. I don't subscribe to that at all. (laughs) At all. So good. (laughs) I love it. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. And some of you love doing stuff like that. So if that's a win-win for you, go do it. Go do, go build the fort, go climb a tree, go, go for a bike ride, like whatever that looks like for you that gives you what you want out of homeschool. And you're like, yes, this is why I homeschool because I get to do this with my kids. Do that thing, you know, Mm -hmm. be free to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And fun sometimes isn't necessarily doing a fun activity, but like we said, fun is just knowing what pace you like and living in that that pace. So to me, that's fun. Cause I like to be happy and that makes me happy. It also is kind of like having like a nighttime routine. That's not necessarily around your homeschool, but going to bed with a nighttime routine so that you wake up better. That's something I'm still working on being consistent in, but having like a shutdown time also. So anyway, yeah, I think um, like when you can customize your schedule, that's fun to me. Like yeah. I don't get up earlier than my kids. I let them get up at six o'clock and I'm up at like eight 30 every day, but I also don't go to sleep till midnight or 1230 every night. That's like my husband and I schedule and we have a lot of time at night and we work out together and we do a lot together at night. So my schedule is like completely (laughs) anti-Christian. It's like (laughs) my schedule is like, like I wake up at eight 30. My kids probably don't see me till about nine Cause I'm like, that's when I do my, like, I read my Bible and I do all the stuff in my room by myself. You know, they know that I'm there, but I'm not like, I just, and sometimes my husband's working from home, but they're old enough to get their own breakfast. Like I'm not catering to them anymore. Like I had to, when they were little, you know, Mm -hmm. or it was like a a. 5am wake up call for the whole house. (laughs) Um, And so that's just the schedule I'm in right now that I really enjoy And, you know, I get, I really like waking up and making my breakfast and I make them all second breakfast. (laughs) They get eggs. Like they, you know, they're starving half your day, half your homeschool is making your kids food. Um, So I make them second breakfast and we all eat together and, you know, we just have our own rhythm, but that's to me, the beauty of doing homeschool, the beauty of working from home. Like you get to do it how you want. And sometimes you have restraints, but it's completely customizable. Jessica says, I love seeing the difference between you two. I do appreciate it. (laughs) We are very different and very the same. And we go off of our season. Like as Liz said, she, you know, enjoys staying up late, but this is a season for her that she feels like she's supposed to be getting up early. So, you know, we just, whatever the Lord's leading us in, that's what we do. If God told me to get up early, you better believe I'd be doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. I fought him a little bit. Not going to lie. I really don't. (laughs) But, but then once you do it and you, I'm like, okay, this is why you told me to do it. Cause it actually is better for me, even Mm -hmm. though I thought, you know, even though it was hard. So anyway, we love you guys. Hope you're having an amazing week and we'll see you Wednesday. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.